When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network and the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me on this July 3rd via Zencaster is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, uh, it's been a couple of days since the NHL's free agent feeding frenzy started. The Islanders made some uh, moves that we'll talk about a lot. Uh, a lot of other teams made a lot of moves. Uh, have you managed to decompress from what was... Surely for you and me and a bunch of other people, a very frenetic and kind of insane Saturday morning of NHL free agent action. I, I kind of miss it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I miss that day because frenetic, I think, is the right word because nobody had a working Twitter account. Right. Which a huge subplot for this was year for sure. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um. I just was laughing, thinking about how mad these guys must have been. Right. These guys and girls who I'm talking about are, of course, like the, the NHL insiders. Mm. Uh, as they're trying to be first mm. to to let us know where Curtis Lazar is signing or something. Because <laughs> that's what's important here. Mm. You know, and Darren Drager is mm. 82 years old and has like a grandkid on his lap. Mm. He'll, he'll say, you know what, sonny boy. Your grandpa was the first one to report that Ben Hutton signed with the Vegas Golden Knights on a two-way deal. <laughs> uh, wow, really, Grandpa? Yeah, yeah. It was a big thing. It was a big thing. Being first to report two-way deal, Ben Hutton. Yeah, and uh, you know that Pierre LeBron, he's going to try to tell you he was first. Right. Uh, but it was really me. Right. We, all know. we all know the truth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I I missed it because I I I was cracking up the whole situation. I I can tell you um, how my day kind of went down. My brother was up from from Maryland, and his he had his uh, his three kids with them, and uh, I was going to pick up pizza for everybody. And I parked right outside Gino's Pizza in Raffle Center, which was his request. And um, as that was going on, I started to like. Twitter was such a mess, but you could see like two tweets every now and then come yeah. through. And one of them that I saw had noted that it, it, it made it seem like the Islander signings were coming through. Mm. Um, and so I sat in my car for like three minutes, tried to put it all together. <laughs> and by the time my, I walked out of the pizzeria, which was like six minutes later, Pierre Angval, Simeon Varlamov, Scott Mayfield and Ilya Sorokin were all Islanders for four, seven, seven, and eight years. Right. <laughs> um, and I actually texted Elliot Friedman. I was trying to, you know, figure out like what's going on. Mm. And I understand that I have my own language and <laughs> you know, it's what, what episode this is 200 and, 
54 and i'm sure there's been people who've listened to a, a couple hundred episodes of you and i talking and probably right. get sometimes i i i don't know i talk in a in a weird way or whatever um and we understand your language. We understand your code that you're talking in. <laughs> yes, my code. Elliot Freeman did not. <laughs> He's like, Twitter is not working. Can you stop sending me weird text messages and just tell me what's going on? <laughs> oh, man. And I said, funny. I think these, you know, these four guys are signed. Right. And uh, he said, and then he sent me back the terms. And I thought he was, you know, yeah. getting me back. Right. At first with the, because the first one I think he sent back was Angval at seven mm-hmm. years. Right. Um, and I don't think anybody in their right mind mm. would have thought that Pierre Angwell would have got a seven-year contract mm. on July first. Of course not. Um, I don't. I don't even think Pierre Angwell woke up that morning <laughs> thinking, I'm, you know, my goal right. here is to get seven-year, Kevin's seven-year mm. contract. Uh, and I'm not saying that I. I, I don't understand what i get it i get why and we'll, we'll mm. i'm sure we'll, we'll talk about what our feelings on the deals and whatever uh soon i, I mean i i walked out of the pizzeria elated mm. um I, I thought that the the islanders left themselves vulnerable to having a couple holds in their lineup and if not they would have had like three between three and four million dollars to spend to fill a hole whether it would be a backup goalie, whether it be mm. a right shot D or a middle six winger, like that's what they would be working with. Um, and instead, they walked. I walked out of the pizzeria, and the Islanders had no holes. Um, yeah, and Ilya Sorokin, like, come right. on, yeah. I was holding four pies of pizza, <laughs> and and Ilya Sorokin had signed this contract extension, and somehow I didn't just you know right. fling them all up in the air over my head. So you had one pie for each each guy. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, that's pretty great. Uh, that that's funny how how that works out. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I was like, so I got a text from from somebody that said that too, and I was like, seven. And actually, the one that stuck out to me was Simeon Varlamov getting the Varlamov four. Varlamov was hilarious because, like, I was like, really. Um, and I said as much on Twitter, and we'll, we'll get into it more in depth uh, as we go on here, but. To me, the Sorokin deal, and I guess we might as well start there. You, you've you've already I was gonna ask you, but I mean you already brought it up, so we might as well just get it out of the way. Uh to me, the Sorokin deal, which was eight years by eight point two five million per year, um, is so good that I don't care about the other three deals. And I know there's people who are gonna listen to this like, what are you talking about? Those other deals are crazy. Yeah, they're crazy, but you know what? Sorokin's deal is crazy good. So I don't care. Because I thought this guy was gonna make nine and a half, ten. I mean, he just got, he was just second in Vezina trophy, trophy voting. He got heart trophy voting. I got news for you. The list of Islanders goalies who have gotten heart trophy votes is very, very, very small. I'm pretty sure Ilya Sorokin is the only guy on the list. This is an Eric Hornick question. Uh, so, uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's it. If anybody else, it was probably Billy Smith. I don't even think Robin Leonard got heart trophy votes when, when he had his uh, Vezina nomination season. But this guy is one of the best goalies in the league. He's going to be an Islander for eight years. His cap hit is very reasonable for a starting goalie of his caliber. And I, that part to me made me feel very good. And I was just like, and the best part is much like with Matt Barzell's eight year deal, we don't have to go into a whole big, a whole long year wondering where is he going to go? 
What if he wants to back up his good friend Igor Shosturkin on in the rain <laughs> with the Rangers? What if he did that and some some fucking bullshit like that? I got news. I got. I got we're gonna go off on a whole rant about the hockey insiders later on, and I, I just I'm gonna spoil it. They just they're, I'm up to my neck, and I can't take it anymore with these guys. So I have no no patience left for these idiots. But we'll get to that when we get to it. But we we saved ourselves a whole year, or rather, Lou Lamorello saved us all an entire year of that kind of nonsense. And so thank you, <laughs> like that from that. And same with Barzell, same with Horvat. Like we saved a whole bunch of headaches with all that kind of stuff. And having Sorokin in the fold for the next eight years, nine really, because he's he had this year on top uh is is fantastic and we'll get into the other three in a minute but i mean right like like if you had to put a percentage on it like how much of it how much of your relation was due to sorokin and how much of it was due to kind of all four together or you know maybe somebody else specific yeah you could have come up to me outside that pizzeria crowbarred (laughs) my legs and i would have not been that mad rehabbing in the hospital and knowing that by the time I get out of here right. and I get my legs working again, I'll still have eight more years of Ilya Sorokin. <laughs> you, you come out of the coma. Sorokin signed eight years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bleeding out on the sidewalk. Right. Right. That'd be Teams in good hands. Yeah. <laughs> my, here's my favorite thing to that I was thinking about all day on Saturday. Well, after that deal was announced. And it was announced on July 1st, which was adding to the hilarity of it all. Mm. Uh, that The fact that Lou. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it was funny because they were dead quiet all day. And dead then quiet. at 10 yep. to 5, 10 minutes before the TSN show, and I'm assuming the sports show, went off the air, the Islanders just dumped all this information out into the public. Yeah. And went, text okay, message. we're done. And then they left, you know? So. Yeah. It's just yeah. Funny. It was a text message, apparently, that like went out <laughs> to certain people. and um. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, so all day I was just thinking, the New York Islanders for the next eight years have Ilya Sorokin. Kyle Dubas signed Tristan Jerry to a five-year contract. <sighs> yeah. Mere hours before or after. I don't remember which one, if he came first or second. Mm. The, the smartest mm. general manager in the history of sports. Mm. So no matter what, like, the Islanders, compared to anyone else, outside of maybe three teams in the league, and, and the other three are neck and neck with them, depending on the year with the goalies, like Saros, mm. Shesterkin, Vasilevsky, and Sorokin. I mean, you, and Hel- you can throw Hellebuck in there too, but he he's a want away at this point. Like, he doesn't want to play for the team that he works yeah. for. Right. So it's really, though, the, like Saros, Sorokin, Vasilevsky, and Shesterkin. So that's four out of 32 teams that have a, an elite goalie that wants to play for the team that they're playing for. Mm. Like the, the Ottawa Senators desperately need stability and goal. You know, the Ottawa Senators could have used Simeon Varlama for a year. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and they signed Jonas jo- Corpusalo to a five-year deal because he had a couple good months. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, you know, he did have double hip surgery, so maybe this is just the goalie he is now, that the injuries are behind him. <laughs> or he just had double hip surgery, and right. you just signed him to a five-year deal, but everyone's happy with that. Yeah. Everybody's they found their there. answer and goal. Right. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes decided to keep the two goalies that have done little but shit the bed for them in the playoffs every year going back however many years. It's still going to be Ronta and Anderson. Okay. 
congratulations. Like, I don't know what to tell you know, like, why would you do that? They, they could have searched for somebody else and they did, but like the, I get that the, the, the devils are going to be good, mm. but look at the, like the goal, the, the goalie is the elephant in the room for them too. Yeah. Like really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean the Leafs right now, and we'll talk a lot about the Leafs <laughs> later. I'm sure. Their goalies no, right this now. This episode is going to be four hours long. <laughs> their epi- their their goalies are still Joseph Wall and um, Matt Murray. Ilya Samsonov's not yeah. signed yet. Ilya yeah. Sam, they're they're about eight million dollars over the cap, and they have Joseph Wall and Matt Murray. Right. As and as William as Nylander, they're going to probably have to trade him. So, like, right. we'll get to all this. But <laughs> so the Islanders, I I always say, like, I always look at the cap hit for a goalie for goalies as a as a combined thing. Um, so this, this upcoming year, the Islanders have a $9 million cap hit and goal, and they have the best goaltending tandem in the NHL. And it's, there's no question about it right now because the Rangers have Jonathan quick backing up Igor Shesterkin. Right. But that was a good, that's a good move. Right. This guy's going to mentor Igor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, boy coming home. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Is smoking meth. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like right. what is like, what? And I'm not, and and I get a lot of what Lou did was crazy, but I'm I'm not. I don't think it's crazy bad. Like it's not like he tanked mm. this team, and like right. people are trying to point it, like mm. say it was Lou's a sociopath. Like we know he's a, like he's absolutely mm. out of his mind. He beats to his own drum. He yeah. does things his own way. And most importantly, but, he does not give a shit exactly. what anybody else says or thinks. That's the number one thing you, about this you, guy. You need any if we all want to be mad at him, we can go right ahead, but it's going to be just right. a waste of time because like <laughs> he doesn't care what we think, he doesn't care what Chris Christie thinks, he doesn't care <laughs> what the Pope thinks, right. he doesn't care what you it does not matter who you are, he just doesn't care, right? He doesn't care what Bernie Williams thinks, <laughs> yeah. And that was the theme of this free agency to me was like this guy has a plan and there's a pattern to what he does. Mm. And I've, I think I've told the story before about how, at one time I had a conversation with Steve Valaket. Right. And he was telling me about how he likes Lou keeps guys in the organization. Yeah. And like, that's one of his things is like, yeah, I want to, if you're here, you believe in what we're doing. You're a good person. You buy in. I'm going to keep you around and I'll, I'll move heaven and earth to make sure that you stay within under mm. this umbrella until we both, you and I, have a handshake agreement where one of us decides it's probably best for both parties for for you to move on, which which right. of course happened too. That when we'll talk about that, mm. um, but that's the pattern here. Yeah, and the and you look at the Detroit Red, Red Wings for for example. Yeah, what's man. what's their pattern? There's, like, yeah, just throw a ton of money at JT Comfer and huge mid. Con- big contracts to mid guys right? that aren't going to make that team any better. And like, what's over the, what's the pattern to the Maple Leafs right now? Right. John Klingberg, Ryan Reeves, right? Yeah, Ryan uh, Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi getting uh, so much are uh, getting uh, big enough contracts that's going to force you to move maybe mm. your second best player, third best player. Yeah, Where, where's the pattern there? Like with Lou, there's a pattern. Mm. Yeah. Sure. He's going to bring you here and he's going to do what he can to keep you here. Hmm. And he might keep you here until he is 90 years old. Quite <laughs> literally. It's, it's crazy. I, yeah. And I'm not like, I don't think anyone is going to say 
or, or disagree with that, that it's, it is an absolutely mm. nutty thing to do in this, the way everybody else kind of runs a hockey team right now in this version of the NHL where we are with mm. the flat cap and whatever. Mm. Uh, he's, he's the only one doing it this way. Mm. I th- how many people on the Islanders have a no trade clause right now? 13 something like it's it's crazy a little bit it's crazy but when you look at the team for next year and then and the year after that it kind of makes sense like it i get like we i understand the goal here keep these guys at a number that's that's flexible enough for next year Mm. where you can have a, a deep forward group You'll have the best goaltending tandem in the NHL to a 6.75 cap hit because that's when Varlamov's deal kicks right. in and Sorokin's doesn't yet. And yeah. the, you keep a defense together that should, in theory, be very good depending on whether or not Noah Dobson uh, flips the switch or not. Right. I, so it's insane. Mm. But it's insane starting in 2026, 2027. <laughs> I, right. I was thinking about this today like my daughter isla she's uh gonna be 16 months old august 1st hmm. or excuse me a year and a half august august 1st like i i watched her today eat a chip spit it mm-hmm. out on the floor stomp on it and then eat the chip off her foot <laughs> by the time pierre engvall's contract is over she's mm-hmm. gonna be nine yeah like <laughs> right so I have a lot more to kind of worry about Yeah. before I have to think about Pierre Engvall getting $3 million mm. to a cap salary cap that could be like $150 million. Yeah. By the, and, and I get it, but I don't want to, I'm not worried about it. I just don't, I'll, I'll worry about this season and I'll worry a little bit about next season. Yeah. And to me, it's fine. All this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I find it very hard to get to, angry about all this. And I think you articulated basically what I'm feeling too, is that, you know, it's unusual to give guys contracts this long. And, and again, the Sorokin deal, you know, we've, we've, we've done the talking about it. Like we're not going to beat this point. He's good. The contract is good enough. If you're one of these people that was like, Oh, they should trade him to start the rebuild or you never give goalies that much. Look at term and look, look at how the, the, the golden Knights won with Aiden Hill. Just shut up. Like, just take the guy and and enjoy Ilya Sorokin, please, because this is never going to come around again where they have a guy this good. I mean, it wasn't that long ago where we didn't even know he was going to be here, right? We didn't think that they were ever going to let him out of his home country, and he is here now, and he's going to be here for the rest of his career, basically. It's the three other ones that that raise the questions, and again, it's Pierre Engvall, seven years, three million per Scott Mayfield, seven years, three and a half million per. And then Varlamov, we talked about four years at 2.27 per. But again, like Mike said, I find it very hard to get all that angry about these contracts because the dollar values are very low. Like three and a half, three million for Pierre Engvall is probably about what we kind of figured he would get. We didn't think he was going to get seven years out of it. But, you know, by the time, if it becomes a problem... Who cares? Like they can figure it out. If you buy him out, then what are you giving him? One million for the next, you know, uh, however many years after that you buy him out. Like there's no guarantee of how the future is going to go. Like we don't know by the time, you know, three years from now, this guy might be making, might have one of the best value contracts in the entire NHL. 
or he could be on long-term injured reserve. Like there's literally any kind of option in between there. So I find it very hard to get all that upset about these deals. What I do get upset about is people assuming that these are the worst deals ever handed out. I'm sorry. War, war crimes. They were they were painted they're, as war crimes. They're like war crimes. Yeah, basically. Like, I'm sorry. You can't tell me that Pierre Engvall at $3 million for seven years, or even Scott Mayfield at three and a half for seven years, is worse than Tristan Jari five years for almost $6 million. It's, look at what Ryan Graves signed for. Who's Is right. Ryan Graves right. worth whatever Kyle Dubas gave him? He gave him six, six years, years, I think. Yeah, six years and $27 million. So that's right. a $4.5 million uh, cap hit over six years for him. Yeah. I think I'd rather take Scott Mayfield's deal, uh, especially. <laughs> and then when you also right. add the context of this is a guy who's mm. been in the system since 2015. Right. Uh, and he's kills, you know, he kills penalty. He's killed every penalty for the Islanders mm. for yeah. since then, basically. Right. I think I'll take him. Yeah. I think I'll take this guy. And and the, my favorite thing about the Mayfield stuff mm. and Look, the guy can be so frustrating to watch. Sure, I think we've we've spent uh, probably a couple episodes mm. total when you when you put it all together complaining about yeah. you know when his like just he his controller disconnects for a couple of weeks every winter. And, <laughs> like, he's he keeps playing for the wrong team, like he's playing for the other team right now. We have Why, it is Scott- very much a real thing. Regular season Scott Mayfield and playoff Scott Mayfield, they're yeah. two very very different mm-hmm. players. Like, like we we should accept that and move on. <laughs> and he. When when he becomes that like playoff Scott Mayfield, it's mm. you forget about the other stuff, and it's mm. it's going to be worth the three and a half million dollars. And right. people, every um, God, it's like, you know Alan Sepinwall, yeah, the yeah. TV critic. Yeah, I feel like now everybody when when you read these um uh contract, okay, here's our. Here's our review of the Scott Mayfield contract. It's it's mm-hmm. I'm reading it like Alan Seppenwall's writing it at this point because my mm-hmm. brain is fried from reading these things <laughs> and I don't know why I do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but every one of them was like Scott Mayfield's a good player. Yeah. Let me get this out of the way first. Scott Mayfield is a very useful, good right shot def- defense right. defenseman. He's big. He kills penalties. The the list of accolades that these writers are going through mm-hmm. to get to the point of this contract is. A, Right, it's a Lula, war crime. Lou Lamarillo <laughs> should be tried at the Hague for signing yes, this con- yeah. this good player to a contract like this. Like, <laughs> this good player who's been to. with the team since he was eighteen, right, and doesn't want to leave. <laughs> who, who, by the way, had a one and a half million dollar cap hit for the last six years. So, uh, right. sorry, why would he ever try to reward this man? Right. Yeah. The issue God. is that they should have let somebody else reward him for less time. Which I'm sorry doesn't make any sense. Yeah, for he, how much less time? Five right. years and four, and and with the cap hit would have been four and a half million dollars. Right, and that's a big win because it was Scott Kyle Dubis or or right Pat Verbeek just signing one of his guys. Oh man, yeah. this guy <laughs> Elliot. When you look at Scott Mayfield, does he not scream Philadelphia Flyer to you? St. <laughs> Louis Blue, come on, man. St. Louis Blue. St. <laughs> Louis Blue. Yeah, Doug Tristan, Armstrong does it again. <laughs> Tristan Jari, uh, five years, five point three five million. Per year for Tristan Jari, for Tristan the guy, Jari. the guy who handed Josh Bailey the puck in double overtime so that Bailey could score and, you know, take, give the Islanders a three, two lead in a series that they would yeah. eventually win. That guy, he, he, he got the Islanders to the playoffs this year. Right. Yeah. Basically this, this he right. is, she should be on the Islanders books. Yeah, pretty much. And the Penguins um, are paying him five point, whatever. Yeah. 
5.3. Jonas Corposalo, we said this already before, five years, 4 million. Really? Really? Okay, good. I guess he had a good two months uh, as an LA King. There was another one. We talked about JT Comfer, five years, uh, five point something million for Detroit. Why? Like you're, te- you're telling me that contract's not going to get bought out after year three? Really? Really? Uh, Ryan Graves, four and a half million for six years. Four and a half. So Ryan Graves is worth another million over Scott Mayfield for two less seasons? You're telling me, like, what has Ryan Graves accomplished in his career other than get traded from the, from the avalanche to the devils and then just kind of toil in obscurity? Oh, Justin Hall. Here's another great one for Steve yeah, Weiserman. Yeah, to Justin Hall. 3.4 million. For three years. Like, okay, it's that's basically the same amount for half the time, but like Justin Hall stinks. He stinks. The Leafs Leafs fans have been trying to get rid of this guy for years. And this doesn't even we won't even count like the 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 ducks just literally handing out money to just old guys. Like Draco <laughs> Gudis, Alex Kalorn. Like they just gave out a bunch of money to guys that quite frankly aren't gonna make their team any better. That's the thing to me. And that was, you know, that whole day. We'll talk about the TSM panel, which was unwatchable in, in the second half. But like the whole thing about all of these contracts that were handed out, and it was 166 contracts that were handed out on Saturday alone. Every, almost every single one of them fell into basically two buckets. One, a bad team spending money on a guy to stay bad, or a good team spending money on a guy that's just, they're still going to be good. So like the Dimitri Orloff deal, he signed two years in Carolina for, for a big cat, like $7 million or something like that. Like, okay, that, that's a good, like, he's a good player. They're a good team. That's it. Like, do, does he make them better? I don't know. They were already pretty good. Like, I don't think he makes them any better, but they're still, they're still good. They were good, and now they're good now. Matt Duchesne got bought out earlier in the week by the Nashville Predators. He signed a one-year deal in Dallas. Okay, that's a, good, that's a good player on a good team. How much better does it make them a Stanley Cup contender? I don't think so. They were pretty good before. Like, I don't know. You know, so, like, you're spending money to – basically stay at the same spot that i don't get the the predators and and god knows we love barry trotz here we're excited to see how gm barry trotz goes they spent a ton of dough to buy out some of their guys and bring in new guys like ryan o'reilly and a few others and i don't think they're that good any i just still don't think that they're going to be that good a team but not that's just how it is like it's just they they just spent the money on these dudes meanwhile the islanders kept guys that they liked again you could argue that they didn't get any better. They stayed the same, but like these cap hits are much lower and yeah, they're longer, but again, these guys are going to stay here. And to answer your question before 10 Islanders have no trade or no movement clauses Mayfield being and, and Engvall being the latest, latest too. But like uh, Engvall's uh, is a 16 team, no trade list. I mean, that's half the league. I mean, who cares? Right. And then yeah. Mayfield uh, also becomes 16 team, no trade. Uh, in 2027. So, I mean, there's options there and no yeah. trade, no trade clauses are worthless anyway. All you get, everything's worthless. Like it does, you can yeah, trade anybody. matters, right? <laughs> like it just, Hey you man, buy out anybody like Matt right. Duchesne. Nobody thought he was going to get bought out. And then, right. and then he was bought out. And the next day he was a Dallas mm-hmm. star. He wanted to stay yeah. in the Sun Belt. My, my favorite thing. And I, I've canceled my athletic subscription because I can't take it anymore because <laughs> you know, I just, I, I'm tired of these people. I'm tired of, of just not getting a single ounce of information or respect at all for my team through anybody working for this company. I just, I'm tired of it. I'll get into it a little bit later, but like, of course, you know, the Islanders were listed as one of the losers of the day because it's, you know, it's, it's a year 
in of you know on earth so obviously they're listed as one of the losers on free agency day it happens all the time and it was like you know the real loser is lou lamorello's successor because what are they going to do with all these long contracts who cares <laughs> who cares <laughs> who cares who that's not your problem that's their problem they'll figure it out that's what these guys do that's their job to figure it out so right now this team is still pretty good now they are going to need a little bit of help we'll talk about a trade in a second but i mean I'll just throw it back to you. Like overall, I, I just, again, I'm not going to get mad about these contracts, even though they're a little bit on the long side. I just, I can't do it. Like who, what were they going to do to make them better? Right. In, right. On July 1st. Yeah. This like, is actually Jeff Merrick's point. I just listened to it before we came on. He said, you know, everybody always says, I love the, the, the payout, but I hate the term. How do you think you got that payout? It's right. the term. <laughs> that's how they're, they're tied together. So yeah, that's basically what he's saying. I'm going to go back to it. Like there's a plan here. Yeah. There there's a, first of all, there's a plan that's, that's been the same plan for years now. And it's frustrating sometimes that the Islanders don't turn over. I think our friend uh, rat Martin put out a beautiful tweet <laughs> about uh, the last Islander to walk during free agency. Like the last, you know, real one. I'm not mm. talking about, Parker Watherspoon or you know, <laughs> guys like that, uh, yeah. was, was Derek Broussard in 2020. Hmm. He was the last one to sign a, a deal with another team. Right. So here's the, the plan is pretty simple. We, we're going to try to keep these guys together. We're going to make it work. And, uh, fr- from we'll, we'll do our best to improve with players like Pierre Engvall and whatever. Yeah. And as, as we go along, but, there's something there is I don't care how mad you are about these contracts and I and I do think people can be you you can be yeah. as mad as you want. Um uh, don't let us tell you how to feel about them that the Islanders decided to bring these guys back and didn't try to do something else yet. Go right ahead and be mad, but um I think everybody can kind of agree on one thing. It's so nice that these guys play together all the time. Like that these guys mm. have been together forever. They really, that's, really, really want to play together. It's that's, that's cool. Like that is a cool thing in sports when all you hear is sports is a business. Like there's no loyalty left. This guy, like the NBA, is an absolute shit show with people, you know, moving around. And uh, you, you, in the NFL, you got players like Aaron Rodgers or what. Like the Islanders are as low maintenance a team as there is in sports, and they they're like they're playing. Like 1953 National League baseball. <laughs> right. Th- these guys were all born in like Altoona, Pennsylvania, came up mm. together, stay together, and they're going to die together. They served together, mm. came back together. Most of them did, at least not Leo Komarov. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service, Leo. Right. Um, but like th- that's what this, this like ethos is. And and I don't care. Like, keep doubling down on that because it's it's very romantic. Mm. And the Islanders aren't going to get Connor Bedard or anything like that anytime soon because they're frankly too good and they've been too good for for too long. Like that's mm. just how it works in the NHL. So it's it's not like they're going to get some shot in the arm uh, every six months or so. Like mm. these are going to be your guys, right? Uh, and and they'll do their best to add the Bo Horvats, et cetera, right. as 
things kind of progress. Uh, and and I, I, I'm okay with that plan because I love these guys and you love these guys and everyone listening loves Casey Sezekis. You know, this, this team is, you know, die an Islander. Yeah, that is right? the ethos of this team. Scott Mayfield's going to die an Islander. <laughs> Against all odds, Pierre Engvall is going to die an Islander. I, right. Like, God, if you told me that Pierre Engvall was going to, if if you if I woke up on February 1st and you visited me from the future and said, by the way, on July 1st, Pierre Engvall signs a seven-year extension with the New York, or he re-signs right. a seven-year extension with the New York Islanders, would have slapped yeah. you in your face and tried to go back to sleep <laughs> or something, because I would have just been so confused. Right. Um, so that's one thing. Like The plan is in place. The other thing that just cannot be lost is that this is the New York Islanders. Yeah. It was impossible to keep people here forever. This is what I was just going to say. It was impossible yeah. to keep, get people to come here forever. Right. God, yeah. there was a picture of Lubomir Viznovsky on a bus. He was breaking the law of the <laughs> NHL law by traveling to his team in Slovakia's game on a bus. And someone posted a picture of him because mm. he that's how badly he didn't want to be an Islander at right. the time. Yeah, they had to. I mean, what hoops did Garth Snow had to jump through to get Evgeny Nabokov to come here after he had an agreement with Detroit to get to sign and get picked up, you know, to go. And he had to go through waivers because that was the law. Or the rule, I should say, and he ended up an Islander. And tolling a contract. He had to right. toll a fucking contract. <laughs> but that shouldn't be lost on anyone. And, and people, oh, how low is the bar in Islander country if like this is what we're celebrating? <laughs> I don't even think we're celebrating anything. Right. I'm just saying this is what the reality is. Back right. in in the the era of Charles Wong and mm. the the you know, people before him and before right. him, like yeah, you couldn't get people to come here. Getting PA Parento here was a big deal. <laughs> like he, right. that's the, that's the type of players that we had to deal with, yeah. or or to, to rely on to to carry this team. Mm. So it shouldn't be lost on anybody that, yeah, the fact that these guys want to stay around is mm. a, a sign, mm. and the fact that Lula Marillo and and this regime is willing to say, look, well, if you come here and you do your job, even if it's just for a playoff push, like Pierre Engvall. Boy, you could get a seven-year deal. Like yeah. you, you could be fucking Austin Watson. <laughs> you can come here and you can just play well mm. and embrace the identity of the team. And guess what? You're gonna die an Islander. Like yeah. that's a. I think that matters. I think that all matters. And mm. whether that shows up like on the ice or on the scoreboard, mm. it, it's a fair point to say that mm. it doesn't. But in terms of the the like the, the team and like the overall health of the the franchise that you're rooting for and right. and you know the logo that you wear on your shirts mm. it's a big deal it's it is right. it's a big deal that Ryan Pollock, Adam Pellick, you know Matt Barzell, Bo Horvat, mm. Anders Lee like these guys have all signed their lives right away yeah to Long same. Island right it's it's a little crazy and and it's again it's funny that you know we have come this far and are now in this position where this is possible. Um, now, that being said, uh, there are places where they need to get better. Like, I think that that's fair to say. You're bringing back a lot of the same group. And Lou said in his press availability after the signings were announced that the next stage of the Islanders' evolution, so to speak, I'm putting words in his mouth, is going to be from a hockey trade. And the way he phrased it, Sure as heck sounded like he 
had a trade kind of in mind, or maybe there's something in the hopper. And so this started speculation, uh, and it wasn't long before the Islanders got tied up with Alex Debrinkit of Ottawa. He's uh, an RFA. He's got an arbitration hearing coming up in August and has basically told the senators that he doesn't really want to stay. Uh, this is a really twisty thing. And I know a few weeks ago I was saying that I, I'm all about getting to brink it. Uh, I still am in a way, but I'm very, very concerned because this is a very, very twisty and weird scenario. And a lot of it I'm not really up uh, a fan of. I highly recommend checking everybody check out uh, Hockey Night New York's episode from Sunday slash Monday. They talked with a guy named Steve Warren, who was an, a senator's writer and, and uh, broadcaster. And uh, he had some really interesting information. And basically what it boils down to is Debrinkit wants that big UFA bag. Like he wants to get to the point where he's got the entire league, you know, um, showering him with uh, videos and, and PowerPoints and whatnot, trying to pitch him on coming there. That's what he wants. So one of two things is basically going to happen. Either he's going to sign a one-year contract with somebody and then get to UFA sort of organically as normal. And he's, you know, 26 or whatever years old next year. Or he wants somebody to give him one of those big UFA bags now so that he doesn't have to do that. But if that's the case, then it's got to be a really, really, really big bag. Um, and apparently the senators were like, okay, well, how about some giving us five teams that you would be willing to play for? And they reached out to those five teams. Two of them were like, yeah, not interested. And the other three don't want to give him that big old bet. And so he's kind of stuck in this scenario where, you know, he wants a big contract, but he might not get it this year. And if he doesn't, then I know as a general manager, I wouldn't want to give up big assets for a guy that might walk away in a year. But I also may not have the room or the desire to sign that guy to a big contract because he hasn't played for me before. So it's a really weird scenario uh i don't know what your feelings on on to bring it are i mean he's a good player he's a 40 goal two-time 40 goal scorer he's not even 25 so he's so in a sense he's exactly what the islanders need but yep. man this is got this is like a real telenovela situation going on here i'm not sure i really like it and uh i don't know i don't i also don't know how the islanders make it work because then you'd be adding another guy making you know eight or nine million on the, on the yeah cap. he's gonna die in island oh. yeah <laughs> exactly but well, it depends on who goes i guess but right I don't yeah know, it's a weird I, situation. I, I think I think um, you kind of put it right. I would love this player on the Islanders because right. he kind of fits the exact hole that the Islanders need uh, to take the next step. By the way, I I still think like I'm looking at this team and the the way it's constructed, and I think the Islanders are a good team mm. going yeah. into next season, like better better than what they finished this season when you consider. Mm. Uh, the extenuating circumstances of Barzell and Peugeot being hurt when Horvat came and yeah. going down the stretch without Romano for a little bit there, like Sam Boldu playing for the yeah. wrong team. And <laughs> it's just, you know, all this kind of stuff. Right. So that, so I still think like you're looking at a team that barring uh, a cursed season and look, it's been one season since the Islanders had a cursed season. So they're due for a curse. <laughs> they're due for a cursed season. I was going to say those pretty happen, happen pretty regularly. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> uh, I, I think the floor here is, is pretty high for the Islanders. Um, adding someone like Debrinkit or William Nylander uh, completely takes this team and tosses them up a couple rungs on the ladder. Yeah. So it's, I think it's worth 
the Islanders kind of just you like getting to the end of the telenovela and just at least seeing what the last couple pages are like, because uh, he, he, he would really help Mm. a player of that ilk would definitely help uh, take this team to, to where it needs to go to contend with, to do what Matt Barzell says the goal Mm. is, which is to not put us through an 82 game playoff and and Mm. comfortably maybe make a playoff for once. And that would be nice. Um, but like you said, it's it's such a complicated and like headachey situation. So yeah, for sure. Uh, right. I promised myself, and I I really thought I was going to be able to do it after Naz Kadri signed with the Flames that I would never <laughs> get caught up in this shit again. And here I am. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited. I think that it's just mm-hmm. like being one of the teams that is involved is is fun. Yeah, and I'll. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll root for it to happen, and you, mm. you you try to figure out how it would. And I think the obvious package that people are putting together is you know starts with Peugeot, Wallstrom yeah. prospects or picks, and um, you know the Islanders finding a way to to bury some money, whether it's Simon Holmstrom just being sent down, Ross mm. Johnston being waived, whatever whatever the mm. situation is. Yeah, uh, Peugeot sounds like the kind of guy who the senators are looking for, not only because he played for the senators, but according to Steve Warren, they need more depth. Like they've, they're very heavy up front. Obviously, the, the, you know, the senators aren't, aren't far from being a good team. Stutzla, Norris, you know, Claude Giroux is still kicking up there. So they, they got a lot up front. They need depth. Yeah. And so in a way that might behoove, that might be good for the Islanders because they can have that and trade that. But does that open up enough room for to That's kind of the problem basically. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. It's so, so it's, um, yeah, it would take it would take some gymnastics, but right. uh, I think it's worth at least hammering out and, and hmm. exploring it. But if they don't get him, I think last year walking what like when they didn't get Kadri and they didn't get Goudreau, you you really did feel kind of like Lucy and and Charlie <laughs> Brown with the football, right? Um, yeah, because the the team desperately needed another for a driver up front and and then the islanders got one they got one in january and his name's bo warvat uh and he's a very good hockey player yeah and i know what happened over the last six or seven weeks of the season and into the playoffs i was there i was very (laughs) upset that he didn't score oodles of goals too right Uh, but i don't think that that is what the what what bo horvat the the hockey player is gonna gonna be like going forward so uh i'm since they have Bo Horvat and they have, they also, you know, I think Pierre Engvall too, like just raises the, the, the middle six, the ceiling of the middle six a little bit too, hmm. uh, compared to a player like Anthony Beauvillier. Like I think they've already marginally improved from where that when they were in this situation last year with, with ch- us chasing players around the NHL and not catching them with our big nets, like, the dog catcher in that cartoon was that rat, wacky racers or whatever. Like the, yeah. the guy with the big, the big net and the mustache kind of looked right. like Waluigi. Dick Dastardly. Yes. Dick Dastardly. Dick, Dick Dastardly and Muttley. Yeah. Yes. Muttley. <laughs> yeah. We're that's Lou. That's Lou and, and us just chasing our chasing good, <laughs> good scoring wingers around the NHL right. and just coming up empty every time. Uh, and funny. Muttley, I guess Muttley's like who Frank Saravalli or someone laughing at us when we don't, <laughs> when we don't come up with them. Um, that's funny. Yeah, but that's that's uh, mm. I'm I'm not I'm not like I'm not worried about it. I think last 
the difference here is like, yes, I really, really want Alex to bring it. I really, really want William Nylander mm-hmm. Nylander for a lot more, a lot of reasons, just besides him being a very good hockey player. Mm. Of course, um, it would just be hilarious. Mm. Uh, but I'm not worried if we don't get them this time yeah. around, this is, um, which is a big difference. I think a big, yeah. big difference. The, the uh, quick on Nylander. So as Mike said before, the Leafs uh, are about $8 million over the cap. They signed one year deals for Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi. Max Domi is basically, this is like a redo of Nick Felino, only younger, like, Oh, his dad played for the Leafs. Blah, blah, blah. It's like Luke Fox jukebox is like, He's like levitating. He's so excited about having Max Domi playing for the Leafs and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it's left him over the cap. And so he's he's going to be the guy who gets traded. Like there's no way out of this situation. But even then, he's still only making $6 million or so this year. So they're going to have to move somebody else. And they also have to sign uh, Samsonov. So uh, it's still going to be a little bit weird. But the thing with Nylander is I think he'd be easier to get. Uh, we haven't heard any of this kind of smoke or weirdness coming from him, but I don't know what the Leafs would want. I mean, they can't take on any salary, so I don't know if maybe they can get him a lot cheaper, you know, like a, a first rounder and Robin Sallow or something like that, you know, might be enough to get him. But then the Islanders would have to clear up six million in cap space and, and then sign him to an extension because he's got one year left before he hits. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and a complicated to, thing. to kind of tie the, the Nylander thing into going off on on people for for getting on the islanders <laughs> and the so- contracts they signed the leafs signed john klingberg ryan reeves yeah dylan gambrell reeves for <laughs> two tyler bertuzzi max domi i feel like i'm missing a couple other people there was a uh, some goalie in there uh yeah there's a few people in there yeah but... just a, a lot of people they, they added up to basically the leafs being right one shea weber contract over the salary cap maxime lajoie Maxime Lajoie, of course. <laughs> All these guys. And when they signed Domi and Bertuzzi, you would, like Maple Leaf Plaza, mm. you could hear the We Want Florida chants coming, right? Like it, it was yeah. loud. Like people are yeah. so pumped. And I get that they're, you know, Bertuzzi, especially, like these, these are good players and stuff. And you, you can, I'm not saying that fans shouldn't be excited for getting them, but there's no, there was no context given to the fact that these deals just put them in a spot where now if they're this much over the cap, that gives them zero leverage in a Nylander trade because right. teams can be like, okay, so you're not going to trade Alex Nylander or William Nylander. You're just going to go into the season over the cap. What, what What's your plan here? Yeah. You got to kind of, you got to move money out somehow. And there's no two preach. options. They can be 10% over the cap in the summertime. So, yeah. you know, that's yeah. Okay. We know. Okay. But then Thank you. eventually, but the, the summer, summer ends. <laughs> I've been to school, man. It sucks. Right. The summer ends. Yeah, right. I hate it. I hate I hated going to school. I'm I'm very afraid of going back to school. If I had mm. to do seventh grade over again, Jesus Christ. Like <laughs> if my family's life depended on me mm. passing seventh grade science or math, I think I'd be in heaps That'd of trouble. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> summer ends. Um Yeah, so so by the time summer ends, like you're gonna have to move money out, and if nobody's gonna take Matt Murray, or it's gonna cost you dearly, and even then, it might not be enough because you you have all these people on your team now. Uh, So, like, nobody ever brings this shit up. Yeah, and then with the Islanders, it's just, Mm. yeah, in in a in a weird way, it's the same. That like, where's the context given to any of these deals? Yeah, the fact that. You know, like these guys, Mayfield and Varley. Varley is here to serve a purpose, which is 
he's got to be, you know, he's, he's going to be joined at the hip with his, 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 he mentored this guy, like not Jonathan <laughs> Quickie or Shesterkin mentor relationship. This yeah. is a legitimate, like budding right. friendship companions. It's like mm. you and your dog, <laughs> Varley and Sorokin. We never talked about Varley actually. Yeah. So the four years is, is at least probably too, too many, but as long as he can be good, 2.27 is basically right on the money. So he's going to need to get more starts, though. That's my thing. You got to play him more. That's my only. Hopefully that happens. And and he's going to play hopefully 30, 35 games a season, hmm. regular season, like on average over those four yeah. years. Yara Halak was really good for the Rangers last year as a 38-year-old goalie. Like he's hmm. not gonna. He he just played twenty. How many games did Farley play last year? Like twenty five. It was yeah. It was something like that. Started with the two for sure. Yeah. So it's not. He's not like putting his body through this these crazy rigors right. of an NHL season. He's he's he should. He should be able to hold up for that contract. And yeah. I get like it's it's too long and and you probably could have signed him to a two year extension and then signed him to an even cheaper one two years from now. But <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. It's just like. <laughs> Yeah. but it, it goes to the same thing like for this for this window coming up for this season the islanders goalies cost them 6.75 mm. and then the season after that it's 11 million dollars to have that's one sergey bobrovsky <laughs> right to have this this right. incredible tandem that has layers to it yeah not just on ice stuff and and none of this context is given to that to the engvall deal mm. to the mayfield deal right yeah and then I mean, this, it go, you can go down the line to to the to Domi and Bertuzzi to Blake Wheeler. Okay, like great. Yeah. The Rangers signed Blake Wheeler to a, a veteran minimum contract. I think fine. Everyone can agree that's not a deal that's going to tank a season. Mm. But he's he he doesn't play a lick of defense. He's basically the same exact pl- type of player that they just have already. Yeah, he's 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 a worse version of Vladimir Tarasenko, <laughs> a worse version of Patrick Kane. Yeah, one hipped Patrick Kane. But those deals are true, savvy pieces of business. Yeah. Jonathan Quick is a mentor. Nick Bonino isn't coming off a lacerated kidney. Like, right. how how on earth are people like jumping in the streets when Tyler Pitlick and Nick Bonino mm. and yeah. these are the type of guys the Rangers needed? Mm. No, they're not. Yeah, I I love the fit there. I love the fit for Wheeler in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, he's playing with Jacob Truba, his good friend from Winnipeg. Oh, well, that's lovely. Yeah, you you know Truba. Truba made a call here. Yeah, he probably did. Right. Yeah. You psychopaths. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, well, cause these you are know, real human beings. Yeah. Like they, they, they talk to each other and, and God, the, the, like the, the fanfic that just goes on yeah. with these, with everybody who, who has a, a, a microphone and a notepad and a following on Twitter. It's just, right. It yeah. boggles the, my mind. And I, I, that's, yeah. that's why I was so happy about the Twitter thing. And I was really rooting that we never had, I, I was like, wouldn't it be nice? Mm. Just wouldn't it be so nice that I never would have to see another tweet yeah. from Pierre LeBron ever again in my life? <laughs> I got a I was lucky, mama. Yeah. <laughs> Big boy hockey is back. Uh, <laughs> I was lucky enough to get a, an invite to Blue Sky, which is the uh, the Twitter alternative. And uh, I got to tell you, it's, it's pretty nice <laughs> right now uh, without all of this stuff. I'm sure it'll get clogged up with this kind of junk later. Cause I, you end up following the same people. That's kind of like <laughs> a joke over there. You end up following the same people that you followed on Twitter. Uh, but um, yeah, it's um, it's, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I, let me, how about this? Why don't we take a break? We'll come yeah. back and we'll talk about 
all that other stuff, all the, you know, the TSN panel and kind of really go in on it. I think we've covered the Islanders signings, uh, you know, for good and bad. They're weird. Yes. These guys all want to stay. These, these payouts aren't that bad. And at the end of the day, we got Sorokin and he's still here and he's going to be here for a long time. And that's your core right there. So uh, we'll get into it. Also, man, we, all this has happened. We, we gotta, we gotta talk about Josh Bailey. Holy crap. They, 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 they traded him. We'll, go, we'll get into that. That's kind of hoping we just would forget about it. Yeah, no, we, we really should talk. Not that we haven't talked about him before, but we'll get into that. Uh, so we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll, we'll get into all that other stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of fitting in looking at, at, uh, other ways to kind of add the ads here. We have a minimum of eight ads that we have to add per episode, according to fan first sports network. Uh, that's just kind of how it is. Uh, and so we had been doing four in the beginning and then four in the middle. I kind of want to spread that out. I don't know if, if I would like that as a listener, but if, if that's okay with you, let us know. Uh, I'm going to try and put two, two two and two uh and kind of spread it out that way if you have a preference hey let me know uh because you know i like to hear from people and maybe the four and four works for people if you would like to hear our podcast without commercial interruption at all you can always go to patreon.com slash islanders anxiety sign up for one of our tiers uh both of them have ad free episodes and uh the lowest one starts at two bucks a month if you sign up for the five dollar tier you get all kinds of bonus content including mailbag episodes you get our country club atmosphere show uh of which there is a free episode coming out on thursday of this week it's the episode where mike and i talk about vanderpump rules scandal some one i thought people would really like so i'm putting it out for free you can hear how country club atmosphere works plus you get written posts and all kinds of bonus stuff uh, we just did a live stream uh video over there so uh, if you want content all summer long, sign up at patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. Every single week, there is a new thing popping, whether it's a post or podcast. Uh, and in fact, on August 1st, we will start early access to Islanders Award Winners Season 2. Uh, and it's going to be nine brand new episodes uh, every week after that. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. And we'll be back in a minute. Thanks. And now a word from our favorite sponsors. First is always VintageIceHockey.com, where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, jerseys, and more featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. Vintage Ice Hockey also carries our Al Arbor and the Island merch, and our portion of the sales go directly to the Center for Dementia Research. If you spend $50 or more, you use the code 4CUPS, one word, F-O-U-R-C-U-P-S, you get a free The Island coffee mug or pint glass or an Islander's Anxiety Puck. VintageIceHockey.com is open all year long, so go there, buy cool stuff. Uh, it's a great site. Try wines from the Pinot Project. They offer a rosé, a Pinot Grigio, and a Pinot Noir that was named a 2022 Top 100 Best Buy by Wine Enthusiast Magazine. All of them are delicious, priced at less than $15 a bottle, and are available at your local wine shops and at UBS Arena. Learn more at thepinotproject.com. Please drink responsibly. Okay, so we've been dancing around it. Let's get into it. Um, where I'm very much over the the talking heads and the uh, national hockey writers and, and the athletic in particular, which again, I have finally extricated myself from, but I want to start talking about this TSN panel. So uh, it was Saturday, it started at 1130, went to five o'clock. Now TSN is obviously one of the two big sports networks in Canada and they have a partnership with ESPN. So if you're an ESPN plus subscriber, like I am, you, you got that show. We wanted to do a live stream of us talking over it like we did with the draft but they don't uh the setup doesn't work with espn plus so we couldn't 
uh, the draft had been on TV, so it worked. But uh, ESPN Plus, it's not compatible with it yet, so maybe next time. But um, this was five and a half hours of the most unbearable television <laughs> you've ever seen. It was horrible. And the worst part about it is that signings were happening the entire time. Again, 166 players were signed. There was very rarely ever more than, say, 10 or 15 minutes that went by without a signing, even a minor one, which is different than some years where there are no signings. And so TSN has sometimes had to fill airtime with bullshit. This year, they filled airtime with bullshit, and they didn't even have to because stuff was happening. But the problem was that the insiders were all tethered to their their Twitter accounts that weren't working. And so I think they just couldn't go with a lot of this stuff because they didn't have it in front of them. And so you got like these discussions, these panel talks stuff about absolutely nothing, which of course meant most of them were about the Leafs. But the only entertaining parts of this whole time was when some of these hosts almost came to blows, it seemed, over certain signings. And the number one most divisive one was Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves was one of the early signings. He was actually probably signed before Saturday. And you had people on one side that were like, this is fantastic for the Leafs. He's going to teach them how to win. He's going to create space for them on the ice. And then you had guys like Mike Johnson being like, now this is why we're still doing this. Really? Ryan Reeves is going to really help this team win. Yes. He's good. They're going to make, he's going to make room for the scorers. Like, no, it doesn't really work that way. And it was, I mean, these dudes looked like they were ready to fight. Craig Button was really fired up. He's like, this is a stupid thing, you know? But um, other than that, it was unbearable. If I ever see James Duffy in an airport somewhere, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can get his luggage sent to Honolulu or wherever else, the other opposite side of the world, wherever he's going. I'm just, I just, I couldn't, I was, and I stayed home for this. Like I literally stayed home to watch this, which is on me. Like I'm a psycho, but yeah. like it was, aw- did you watch this? Yeah, Cause of course it was awful. Oh my God. And, I was hoping uh, you watched the sports net one. So you could tell me how that, went. but yeah, I mean, this, this is, this is the Islanders anxiety in a nutshell. We <laughs> complain about these things hmm. only to watch them year after year after year. And then repeat, repeat the cycle. Uh, it, it and I think what you said was right because that was the most frustrating part. Like I, I got on the Peloton. <laughs> My thing is now for months has been to to watch. I watch TV shows on the Peloton that like like Succession. <laughs> I watched because I'm a psychopath in like thirty minute increments <laughs> on the Peloton. Because then I'm like, okay, at least it gets me on the bike, get the blood moving, <laughs> and I'm not really paying attention to the fact that I want to die. I'm just <laughs> watching a TV show. So I chose for this ride. Mm. over you know I, I should have just watched the cricket which was spellbinding this weekend uh, the spirit of the game it was written up in the new york times you should go ahead and read that article oh. um, the way that one of the players was out got out was uh, a little bit of cheekiness by the australians and it led <laughs> to this whole they're known for that yes 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 uh that's what it was. It was same old Australians cheating again. Um, and it led to this whole kerfuffle war of words among media and, and whether or not this is the right way to win. Cause like I've said over and over again, cricket is basically just a, a lawsuit on grass and <laughs> it's really about which team can right. cheat the most while also talking about being sports, you know, <laughs> doing it in a sport sporting manner. It's sportsmanship right. and cheating. It's just, the so most funny. ridiculous thing. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I chose 
TSN over the cricket, which is like you said, it's on us to, mm. to watch right. this stuff. And the whole time I'm I'm watching like the bottom line because I'm seeing through it. You felt it almost felt like walking through a thunderstorm or like a downpour. If you've ever mm. walked a dog and you, you go out and you're like six or seven blocks away mm. and all of a sudden you see the clouds rolling in and you're like, mm, you know, I'll go a couple more. And mm. then it just starts pouring, and now you're, you know, you're, mm. you're screwed. You're, you're, you're going to be walking home in pouring rain. That's what the Twitter breakdown kind of felt like with trying to get news. Mm. It, it was just pouring on you, and you no idea, you couldn't really see, and you're just like, I just want to get to my destination, which is Pierre Engvall signing a seven-year deal with the Islanders. I just want to get to that, mm. um, <laughs> and so like this is all going on. And I'm I'm watching, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And the and the only way you can get your news is either by going to the tsn.ca backslash slash NHL free agent tracker, like it was 2006. Mm. And I'm trying to see where Brad Lukowicz just signed, <laughs> or these guys just doing their job and telling you that Alex Nedeljkovic just signed with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right. Does anyone have 20 seconds to talk about that? Yeah. Instead. Like, you would have thought the Twitter thing would have been a boon for this TV show. Right. Because people would say, okay, I got to put my phone down and I got to watch James Duffy and Craig Button. It was like they were eating, like, spaghetti at an Italian restaurant in the Sopranos episode. Mm. I feel like the, the way they talk and especially Craig Button. Like, just, he, he, he feels like a, a, a character on the Sopranos that you hate. <laughs> he's and dressed he's like one, like, too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> And he's he's killed in like 18 minutes. You're like, thank God. Mm. Get this guy whacked. But they're like screaming at each other across the set about Ryan Reeves and Connor Brown. And yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. They were talking about Connor Brown signing with the Oilers like he was Ken Linsman. Like it was something like, oh, he's going to play with Connor McDavid again to reunite. Dude, they played in junior. Connor McDavid's got three heart trophies. Who the hell cares about Connor Brown? (laughs) And so you basically had, you know, if the show was on for five and a half hours, they talked about the day's trades for maybe an hour and a a half of that. Of the other four hours, they spent two on Ryan Reeves, two on Connor Brown, and I think two on just about everybody else. (laughs) Like it was, it was was ludicrous. Oh, they spent a bunch on Blake Wheeler and it, but it was like, I'm sitting there watching on my TV. And I'm literally yelling to no one because, again, I'm an idiot and a psycho. You guys have signings to talk about. Why are we wasting our time on these four guys? There's like, the, uh, even when Twitter was working, I was saying, this guy's going here. This guy's going there. They did have Corpus Salo on at one point. They had Ryan Reeves on again, of course, at one point. They had a couple of people. But they were like, talk to them for two seconds, ask them nonsense questions, and then move on. And it was like, it doesn't need to be this way. Yes, there are years where you got to fill time because nobody's doing, particularly at the trade deadline. Like that happens a lot there where you got to fill all this time. But this was not one of those years. I don't know why they did it this way. And I was like, by the end of it, I was angry. Like I was angry that I wasted all this time because then of course, then of course the Islander stuff came out and everybody just kind of like laughed about it. Now, one funny bit they had was they had a soundbite that Duffy would play of Lou saying, it's too long and it's too much money. You know, uh, which is um, his sound bite from uh, his quote from the Bo Horvat contract. And then, his, you know, when Lou did the signing, 
of course they played it three times because he had three guys who were it's too long and it's for too much money uh but i just even there aside from that their quote unquote analysis of the other deals was awful and they would just throw it to these guys like what are these guys doing? Like they had Carlo Koliakovo on there and he's just talking <laughs> about nonsense. They, they take a guy, they pair him up with some, some, you know, talking head lady and they just ask him these softball questions. They have nothing, to, nothing of substance to say at all. Craig button again has nothing of interest to say. He just says it in a very angry, excited way. <laughs> Mike Johnson's the only one who is like on planet earth. And of course our friend, Bob McKenzie, Bob is obviously above reproach. And the other guys are just like staring at their phones, hoping that they, Twitter can refresh for them. It was nonsense. And this is on a day when a hundred and I said it three times now, 166 players signed and they talked about maybe five. And it's like, guys, what are we doing here? Like, what are you doing? It doesn't need to be this way. You're making it much worse than it is. It, and it's, it's um the, it just goes to show you how big a loser you are because you just, you, you what can we do? Mm. right like what's the alternative here right they're tsn they're owned by bell media in yeah. canada the option the other option is sportsnet and they're doing the same thing except their studio is a little darker mm. so yeah we're just kind of screwed here mm. uh, because i'm gonna watch the show i'm gonna watch trade center and i'm gonna watch free agent frenzy every year until i probably die uh unfortunately and i'm just gonna be <laughs> madder and madder as i watch them yeah I've never you been know, this but, mad before. Like I was really hopping mad. Like I was just like, "You guys wasted my time." And my wife and daughter were out, and they they were spending the weekend with my wife's brother and and his husband up in their uh, their summer home. And I was like, "I'm just so mad that you guys." I was expecting like a big thing to happen, and it didn't. And now, had I gone with them, I probably would have been glued to my phone, which of course has Twitter, which of course is busted. So I would have been no fun whatsoever, but I'm still <laughs> mad. I'm in this house by myself. Uh, I did get a lot of podcast work done though. That was pretty cool. I got our whole calendar set up for next year, but that's, you know, I could have done that either anyway, but it was, it was bad. And then of course the aftermath of all of this is that we all get to read about what idiots the Islanders are. And this is where <laughs> I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I had to cancel my athletic subscription there. You know, and somebody brought this up, and I apologize for not having it. I, I tweeted about it because two of the articles I read today when I logged in were what a you know why Max Domi is like the perfect fit for the Leafs, which was written by two people, and then why Tyler Bertuzzi is a perfect fit for the Leafs, which was written by two other people, <laughs> and that's four people writing about one team. Both these guys, the perfect, and somebody brought up on my Twitter account that we replied was like, this is this is what makes it so annoying is that it's not just like these are good players, it's everybody's the perfect fit. And you've talked about this too. This guy, the, the Leafs are going to fix this guy. He's the, why, why David Camp is the perfect fit. Why uh, Alex Galchenyuk is the perfect fit. They all can't be the perfect fit because that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, like it's just, your team still won one game in the second round for the first time in 17 years. Like I just, and I, I'm just done with it. And of course now we're into the off season. Now I thought to myself, even if the Islanders do trade for Alex to or William Nylander or whoever, the story I'm going to get is just going to be Lou Lamorello's quotes, which I can hear at the Islanders' own website. So at that point, what am I? What am I even paying for? And so I just canceled, and I'm like, I, and I left them. I wrote a whole note, and I said, you know, when Arthur Staple was covering the Islanders, we got comprehensive coverage without deadlines, without any of that kind of like you know restrictions that that newspaper writers get, and it was great. And now we don't get that, and I just there's no point in me. But at least you have six guys covering the Leafs. Like I just 
can't take it anymore. So, so that's the end of that. So that's an era that is over and uh, we'll see where it goes, but it's, I'm just tired. I'm tired of all this. Apparently Frank Saravalli, who is now in a, a war of words with John Gibson's agent. <laughs> you know, he was like, Oh, the Islanders had a, had a brutal day on Saturday. Brutal. Yeah. Okay. Like really, I, this is not helpful to me. Like this isn't helpful to me. I, 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 I get it. I get it. There's a lot to complain about. And there's a lot of concern. And these deals are different and the Islanders march to their own drummer. And I totally understand that. But the, what I don't get is how there isn't a shred of respect or even almost a counterpoint to any of this at any point. Like, it's just easier to just throw darts at the Islanders, have a good laugh at the old ball general manager and walk away. And I just I don't want this. I We deserve better than this. Right. We're fans of a team that's been around for 50 years. They've had a Hall of Famers, four straight Stanley Cups, five appearances, 19 straight playoff figures, all the whole thing. We deserve better than this. And I don't know where it's going to come from, but it ain't these folks. Like, I don't know. It's a, you know, it's a hard job. It's a hard job being a sports writer. I get that. But we all deserve much better than what we're getting, to be, to be blunt. I just, I, and I'm tired of it. I, I'd rather get nothing than what we're getting, to be honest. So just, or just ask, like, they could just ask the question. Right. Right. The question is, why did they do it like this? Hmm. Right. And they'll say, because these guys like to stay here. And they want to keep the AAV down. That's right. it. That's the answer. It's not. It's not rocket science. You know, it's not a war crime, like like you said before. But they won't do that. It's easier to be like these guys. They got to fire these guys. What are they going to do? What is their next? What is the next general manager going to do? I don't know, and I don't care. They'll figure it out. Just, I don't know, I'm just over it. I'm, just, I'm really just over it. I'd rather hear I, again. I'd rather hear nothing. I'd rather just watch <laughs> the videos on on the Islanders website or read whatever they write, and just that's it. Be done with it. I just and then form my own opinions. And that's yeah. it. But yeah. you know, we've 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 said this a bunch on the podcast. Like the best Islander content out there right now is just like the conversations you have with right your friends who are Islander fans. Yeah, right. That's 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 it. Like it's just not the the bar is so low <laughs> in hockey media right now right. because people like like Frank Saravalli was just completely right. jumped the shark. Yeah. Not that not that he was ever the Fonz to begin with, but like mm. when when you're not the Fonz and you're jumping the shark, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a lot worse yeah. than being the Fonz. Yeah, Potsy <laughs> doesn't get to jump the shark. Yeah. Fonzie yeah. gets to jump the shark, not Potsy. But yeah, no, that's um, it's it's, it, it's just you know it's like it's just dunks. Like they just want to yeah, be able to dunk on somebody, and, and there's no accountability. Like right. like uh, whoever at the athletic can write their thing and. Um, Islander fans can get mad, and then they can make their little joke like, "Oh, looks look at the look at yeah. this fan base, uh, look at the Islander fan base like acting as they normally do." Same old mm. Australians cheating again, right? It's like <laughs> you, 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 and what do you say? You can you can shake your fist at them again, and then they dunk on you again, and it's just the same cycle over and over again. Right. It's the JG Pajot trade over and over again. Right. It's the Kyle Palmieri trade over and over again. Mm. Second round pick for Andy Green. What are yeah. they doing? Fire Lou. Okay. That worked yeah, out pretty well. Over and over and over it again. Is. It is. And there's no accountability. Like, right. you know, I was joking on our draft stream that I listened to, a, a, I was listening to just the podcast that, because once again, I'm a loser. So I was listening to as, <laughs> as much news as I can because, hey, maybe. I'll I'll hear them t- say the Islanders are interested in William Nylander or something, and hmm. I can then cling to that when I go to sleep that night. Um, and Frank Saravalli said 
he he would I think he said bet his life that the St. Louis Blues don't make all three picks in that they yeah. had in the first round. Right. And then there were zero trades. And and all we heard for the week leading up to the draft was this is this is gonna be a draft of the ages in terms of mm. movement. Right. Zero trades. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. And nobody stood up and said, huh. Yeah. Might have had that one wrong. And and so you know, the Islanders when the Islanders win the Stanley Cup this year, <laughs> at the end of the parade, Frank Saravalli is not gonna be standing there saying, mm. Boy, do I owe you Islander fans an apology for being a smug yeah. asshole. Uh yeah. Not trying to figure out w- w- why. First of all, if Islander fans aren't freaking out, and and I know some some people were upset and mm. uh, with the deals, and okay, and I get the I get I'm saying I get the logic of being mad that they didn't change course at all. I get it, and I get the length being mad about that. I get it, mm. but the fact that there wasn't this crazy outrage from the Islander fan base, like there was from. Uh, the Red, when Red Wings fans, when they're like, "What the fuck are they? Right. <laughs> are we doing right now?" Yeah. Or, or um, people wondering why Radko Gudis and Alex Kalorn just signed these huge deals in Anaheim. Like when, when there wasn't that kind of outrage for for these deals from the fans, hmm. and people are like, "I actually kind of get this. I, 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 maybe we're just used to it by now, but we can so we can see through to lose. We can we understand what lose doing here." when you don't see that kind of visceral reaction from a fan base on a day like that, hmm. it should clue you in that maybe there's something more that I need to figure out or, or learn here. Hmm. And the thing that, like you said, the thing that you you need to learn is that they, they wanted to keep these guys and wanted to keep their cap it down. And yeah. it's not rocket science right. that they're, what they're trying to do here. Yeah. So, it, and, and, and I think they're almost like, especially the folks at the athletic are kind of just like, they're just doing it on purpose at this point. They are just yeah, they're right. just actively trolling with yeah. with their articles. I I wouldn't I honestly wouldn't put it past myself to to um to to do something like if if I was you know tasked with writing uh Pittsburgh Penguins contract mm. grade thing. Just being like, I'm just gonna piss off these penguin fans because I hate them. <laughs> like I, I, I get what they're doing, but I so I can get what they're doing, like from a, mm. on a human level. But mm. that's th- it, just doing it over and over and over and over and over again is right. Well, they all play the same card of like we're we're, we're not we're not fans, we're journalists. Yeah. So you know, we're we're not trolling so much as we're just being honest with how we see the yeah. Okay, no, and you, you're all Leafs fans. Like everybody here at this publication, aside from Arthur Staple and Kevin Kurz uh, are rooting for the Leafs to win. Like all the <laughs> national guys are, and I just, I'm done with it. And, and even 32 thoughts, which we talk about a lot and which is still, you know, the premier, I guess, you know, uh, hockey podcast out there for news. Like they, I listened to their bit today. They, they put out a whole long two hour episode. I haven't listened to the whole thing. I listened to the Islanders part and they talked about the signings and, and they mentioned like, you know, first Merrick jokes about how it's like hotel California. You, know, you can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. That's that's actually kind of funny. I thought the same. Hey, that was thing. my joke. Yeah, <laughs> I texted that to him. He stole he, oh, it. So you're the one he's talking about. Then he <laughs> talks about you on the podcast. Oh, I was gonna say. I hope he didn't steal it without. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I, he didn't he, say your name, but oh, he okay. Did, okay. So there you go. Uh, well, there you go, everybody. So now you know that. All right. <laughs> the I, text America. I'm sorry, Jeff. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I should have known better. But that's uh, right. no. I was. I was uh, yeah. I texted. He, he texted me about 
the he said the power of Lou, and I said, yeah, it's just it's Hotel California here. <laughs> Beautiful. And and they talked about how you know Elliot, the, you know, this is the most culture sort of focused team in the NHL, and these guys all really, truly, honestly like playing with each other, and that's great. And you know, it gave them a, a bit of time, but also you know, the the consensus was that like we don't know how this is going to work out, <laughs> yeah, and, and how nobody, they don't like, really nobody gonna, does. Right, yeah. It's like, um, it's like the draft yeah. that we don't know. Right. Who who said Ivan Barbashev was going to be the best trade deadline acquisition <laughs> on trade deadline day? I remember putting out the athletic like trade grades. Yeah. Uh in a tweet because it's like these 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 people are talking about how great Barbashev's been. And mm. the trade grades from the athletic uh you know, their their superstar writers that they go to for every list and trade grades and whatever was it was um here oh I have it up right here. Uh for the Patrick Kane trade, it was the Rangers got an A. <laughs> the uh the oh, excuse me, that that was the 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 blues trade with the uh Tarasenko was an A for the Rangers, uh an A for the Rangers for uh Kane, and then Barbashev, Golden Knights, C plus. <laughs> like n- nobody knows. Nobody knows. Right, yeah. I know. Um the uh Dom Lecision at the uh, Athletic also gave the Islanders C plus on all their trades, on all their signings, and the plus being for Sorokin. Basically. So C plus is all around for everybody. But but the thing about thirty two thoughts that drove me nuts earlier in the week was <laughs> in their draft uh, at the post draft episode. They're talking about Matvey Michkov, who was the Russian player selected by the Flyers, I think seventh overall or whatever. He's the guy who's got the three year contract going on in Russia still, so his status is very much up in the air, but you know, for the flyers, they take a stab at him. That's fine. These guys talked for no joke, almost 10 minutes about whether or not Matt Vamichkov, a whatever, 17 or 18 year old kid in 2023, whether or not he watched a video of the flyers leaving the ice or the, the Russians leaving the ice against the Philadelphia flyers in 1976. And Elliot was like, I'm going to ask somebody. I want to find out if he's seen it. I heard maybe he did. They played the clip. They talked about it. And I'm sitting here and I had it on. And I'm I'm literally, again, another situation. The second time in this episode, I'm talking about me yelling at an inanimate object while somebody (laughs) talking is on the other side, pre-recorded at me. I'm yelling, who fucking cares? Who cares whether this guy has seen this clip or knows anything? How on earth? is this incident that happened 47 years ago. And I know it's 47 years ago because if it was 1976, that was the year I was born. Why is this important now? Who cares? Why are we talking about this? What difference does this make in the life of Matt Vamichkov? Is he really, do they really think he's going to be like, I can't play for the Flyers. The Russian team left the ice <laughs> against them 47 years ago. What? Why? Why is this a thing? I just don't understand. So I give him credit for what they said about the Islanders. Of course, it wasn't much. Frege did mention that he had heard Oliver Wallstrom was thinking about requesting a trade. Turned out he, he investigated and found out that that was false. So false alarm, whatever. But like, I just, to me, it was a lot. of. it's usually you get a lot of nothing. And if anything, it's like some jokes or whatever. And I just, I just, again, getting back to what I said before, we all deserve better. We all deserve better. You know, we haven't always been able to say that as Islanders fans, but honestly, we always have, like we always have deserved better. And now, especially we, we deserve it. So, so there you go. All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on to our, our final topic. And then again is the, uh, the trade of Josh Bailey. 
uh, to Chicago on the day of the draft. Uh, it kind of came out of nowhere just moments before the draft started. They traded him to Chicago along with a second round pick for future considerations, which is shorthand for absolutely goddamn nothing. You know, they're not going to get anything back from the Blackhawks. Don't sit around going like, well, what about the Blackhawks sending us this for that Bailey trade? Never going to happen. That trade has never happened. And then here we are talking about, huh, well, good luck in Chicago, Josh. I tweeted a couple of friends of mine who are Blackhawks fans, like, you better take care of him. And then within an hour, the Blackhawks announced that they were putting Josh Bailey, uh, they were buying him out. <laughs> and that was the end of his tenure as a Blackhawk. Um, it was very weird. It's a very bittersweet thing. And, and Josh Bailey right now is an unrestricted free agent. He can sign anywhere, do whatever he wants. Uh, as I wrote at Lighthouse Hockey that morning on Saturday morning, um, it will be very interesting to see what happens to him and what other people's opinions of Josh Bailey are because I know that our opinions are all differing. I mean, you could talk to 10 Islanders fans. They'll give you 10 different feelings on Josh Bailey. But, like, this guy's been so quiet and so consistent or, you know, playing for this, consistently for the same team for so long. Like, I don't even know what other people might think of him. So, you know, I could see him getting a PTO in September or something. Maybe by the time you listen to this, he's already signed. But, Josh, good luck to you. Uh, the time had come. Getting the $5 million off the Islanders' books was paramount, obviously, to getting all these signings done. And uh, we'll see what happens. He's 33, coming off his worst year statistically since his rookie year. And uh, I don't know. It was weird. Um, I know you had many emotions watching that whole trade and, and buyout go down on, on uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, can you remember, walk us through uh, how you were feeling and how you're feeling now? It didn't really hit me. And and this was the kind of weird part of the saga because you knew it was ending. Yeah. Um, and you knew it was kind of going to come out of nowhere. Just one one second you were going to see Josh right. Bailey was bought out or traded or whatever. So, yeah, it does. And right before um, the second round, Bailey uh, to to Chicago. And like you, the first thing I thought of was, I really want to know what people say. Like what? Who? What are they going to say about <laughs> like Josh Bailey? Right? Are they going to be like? Do they mean Josh Archibald? <laughs> right. Well, uh, the, the most surprising thing was that you know Lou attached that second round pick. Oh, by the way, it's a 2026 second yeah. round. So it wasn't even like you know an important thing. But like this was what we talked about. It wasn't so much that they couldn't get rid of. They had to get rid of him. We all knew that. But like, what shit was Lou going to eat in order to make this happen? whether he was going to attach a prospect or something, or they didn't you know, put him on waivers or buy him out or whatever. Some, they were going to have to do something they didn't want to do. And that's something ended up being attaching a second round pick three years. from now. So that's what was surprising about it. Yeah. And, and, and kind of with the theme of the free agency stuff is I'll worry about a 2026 second round pick and <laughs> 2028 when we could be like oh man the islanders could have had jack nimble (laughs) if they had just not traded josh bailey um but yeah then uh i started to hear some things uh on like different podcasts oh he's a useful player maybe toronto will be interested in him you know he might make sense for this team by ottawa Mm. you know maybe whatever and um I actually think it was on uh, Frank Saravalli's podcast with Jason Greger, where he Jason Greger was like, "I think Bailey's like still got stuff left in the tank." <laughs> he, he he was he had one bad season. Like, <laughs> what? Okay, it was just like very strange to hear him completely make up 
mm. Josh Bailey's career. Right. It, it, you know, in his yeah. in his mind, Josh Bailey was David Perron, like that mm. kind of player. Um, Weird. Yeah, uh, and then Luke Fox Jukebox, I think, tweeted that the the Leafs would maybe be interested in him, which then got me thinking, holy shit. Mm. If Josh Bailey and John Tavares came to UBS Arena together and the Islander fans let out a deafening cheer anytime Bailey touched the puck <laughs> and then just booed the shit out of Tavares anytime he touched the puck, it would have wow. we we you know, talk about a war crime that <laughs> Darren Drager yeah. might try to eat Chris Johnston. Just absolutely eat him. Right. Cannibal. Yeah. But uh everybody would lose their minds. These Islander <laughs> fans. How can I live in a world with people like that? Um, and then I started to think uh, about Barry Trotz PTOing him. Yeah, that was a popular choice. Yeah. And then I started to think, why am I even thinking about this stuff? I need to just start real- like coming to grips with Josh Bailey not being on the Islanders anymore. Mm. So I started to focus my attention on that as much as I could. and. It uh, it, it just feels weird. Like mm. it's just it's it feels weird knowing that, n- like next year, who's who's gonna make that extra pass? <laughs> right. Uh, it's and yeah, there was it. It was fun too to like just talk about. Oh shit! Is it legal for them to bring him back? Yeah, apparently it is. And I it was is. wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was wrong. Legal. Yeah, I was worked out. I was like, no, yeah. it's not. But the the Capitals did it with Brooks Orpik. Yeah. Um, right. And I, of course, this is not going to happen. But the the zero 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 point zero 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 one percent chance that it does, mm. you know, you can keep that hope alive. Um, and selfishly, now I'm kind of wrestling with if it makes me a bad person to hope that he never plays another NHL game again. I mean, it's a distinct possibility. Like, I think it is. He might, you know, I don't know. I, he doesn't look like the type to go to like Europe or even the AHL. I just, I don't know. I, that's why I'm so fascinated by this. Like I just, some guys get bought out or or whatever, or become UFA and you know, they're going to sign someplace else because they just do. But when you spend 15 years with one team and it's like the 15 most anonymous years you've ever seen. And yet somehow you're still seventh on that team's all-time scoring list, third on on their games played list. You've gotten, you know, he's a good playoff performer. That that I don't know if we all saw that coming. It's weird. So I don't know. I, I honestly this this can go a million different ways. And like I guess the Leafs have already sent enough guys. I'm actually surprised that right, yeah. But uh yeah. yeah. If it it feels like it could happen. And you know, Josh Bailey being a one jersey islander. Right. Uh I think would be a beautiful thing. So mm, yeah, yeah, and I, I, mm. I, I, I feel like a bad person for ruining for it, but <laughs> I just am hoping that you know he doesn't, right. he doesn't sign anywhere, right. and he gets his gets to retire, mm. announces his retirement, and dies an Islander. Mm. It's uh, uh, it's actually funny that you were afraid of the Leafs because I was afraid of the Rangers. Yeah. And he lives here, you know. I mean that would might be something that he wanted to do but i i don't know i don't think that that would and the fact that they signed every 35 year old free agent on the market again made it kind of surprising they didn't sign bailey but that was my fear was like oh man what if he signs there 
Like, I don't know if he would do that, but like Pat Flatley did that. Ray Ferraro did that. So it's not totally unusual, but that, that would be weird to me. But um, yeah, I, I was talking to my friend too about Bailey a little bit. And we were just saying like, he was really, really, really bad last year. Oh yeah. It was He's hard started. to watch. It was really, and, and we're joking about him being anonymous. Um, and he is, but mm. it, if we could see how bad he was, yeah, everybody saw how bad he was last year, and and yeah. it's it's hard to to give that that kind of uh, in in a flat cap and whatever mm. to 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 eat up a roster spot on a player who was that bad, unless you're a a rebuilding yeah. team. And I don't think Bailey wants to go play for you know no. the Sharks or whoever Blackhawks mm. and. Well, I guess he can't. Uh, I I like that that Lou was happy that the 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 Hawks bought it out, bought bought him out right away. Mm. Um, I had assumed that Lamarillo, my fanfic was <laughs> Lamarillo had a group of teams uh, that he had offered the second round pick in twenty twenty six for, mm. and he said, "Which one of you is going to buy him out?" And the Blackhawks were said, "We would." <laughs> um. And that's why he did it. But then he said he didn't know that the Blackhawks were going to mm. do that. Also, Josh Bailey was on a golfing trip. When he yes, he out. was in Europe. Yeah. with <laughs> And Corey Perry apparently was on the same golfing trip. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is 100% true, but this is what I've deduced. So Perry gets traded to the, to the Blackhawks. Bailey gets traded to the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks buy out Josh Bailey and they sign Corey Perry to a $4 million contract yeah. extension for one year. And these guys are just on the same con- <laughs> the same that's golf so trip. Weird. It's just, oh my god, it's so strange. I mean, that's Josh Bailey, right? That yeah. is Josh Bailey for you. I, I don't get why the Blackhawks would buy him out. I mean, again, they're going to be terrible. They could use the cap hit. So I, I just, I was, I was a little confused by that. Me yeah, too. Just... And and I guess it was to so they could sign Corey Perry <laughs> and Nick Foligno. Like, what's, or like, what's the difference? What's the difference? I don't know. I mean, they got their second round pick, so I guess they're they're done. But I don't, I don't know. know. I th- th- that was the baffling part to me was that they would buy him out. I just that part I didn't get. But yeah, so it ends an era, and a lot of a lot of people have been waiting for this to happen. I don't know if you know. Again, you're you're right. I mean, listen, Josh Bailey had to go. He was making five million. He was absolutely terrible last year. Again, it was his worst statistical season since his his rookie year, and we all know how that went. Or most of us, those of us who were around, remember how that went. And but at the same time, I you know I he's he earned his place. And this guy's seventh all time in scoring on the Islanders list. Like that's that's crazy. Like it's just crazy to think about that. That this guy is past Nystrom and and Lafontaine and all these other guys, you know, and it's crazy. And again, his playoff numbers have, are up there. And he was, I think, seven games from passing Dennis Potvan for second all time on the games played list. And he was basically sixty something games from passing Brian Trottier for first. Like, had he stayed with the Islanders this season and, and played 65 games, he would be the Islanders' all-time leader in games played. Surpassing. I mean, think about that. How many lists can you pass Brian Trottier on? Like, that's, that's kind of nuts, right? So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, we also haven't talked about Zach Parisi. Um, it's, all, it's, it's whatever Zach wants to do. And, honestly, after what the Islanders did, my impression is that they're going to move on as if Zach's not coming back. And if he decides to come back, then they'll figure it out. And then we're like, all right, well, we'll we'll put Ross on waivers and we can bring Zach back. But, uh, you know, I think they're going to move on. But it's Zach's, it, you know, Zach said he's either retiring or he's going to be an Islander. So we'll have to see. But I think they're going to move on as if he's not going to come back. And that that's smart. That's a smart thing to do. Although we love Zach. We want to see Zach come back. And 
it's funny how two guys couldn't be more different. You know, they're the same age or actually Zach is older than Bailey <clears throat> spent two years with the Islanders as opposed to 15 and had a 20 goal season at the age of 38. And we all wish he comes back and Bailey, you know, he just had to go. <laughs> it was time <laughs> had to go. So kind of two sides of the, the same coin there, but yeah. So it's uh, anything, uh, anything else uh, f- uh, to wrap up free agent day and, any other stuff? I think we kind of got everything out. Yeah, no, I think we did, and and uh, yeah, I th- I just I yeah I th- I love this team. I think it's <laughs> and I loved Josh Bailey, of course, and uh, it, it'll be tough to watch him, but I I just find it so entertaining mm. to be along for the ride that that this regime has provided with the absolute insanity. <laughs> of not doing anything like yeah. they don't do anything and it's insane and mm. who knows if it's going to work we have no idea and, and no no chart is going to tell you what the islanders are gonna how the islanders are gonna play in mm. you know three months and two weeks so <laughs> we got a <laughs> we got a, some considerable time to to now get away from all this and never think about frank saravali <laughs> uh, for a while um so that's nice. Arbol, you just made the list that's yeah he's definitely on the list. <laughs> he's he you know he he's kind of he was kind of such like a like a fringe yeah guy um and then now he's just like yelling into a microphone a, a megaphone i should say and he, he, he come on man like it just you're very easy to not like <laughs> you need to advertise that and, and make us and make everyone realize oh no i was right with my i judged a book by its cover and i was right you know i don't we, i don't want to i don't want to have to deal with that yeah um yeah but like it's just it's so great that Elias Sorokin is signed yes that's it that's we've been talking for an hour and a half and if you take away one thing from that entire conversation it's that Ilya Sorokin is going to be an islander for the next nine years nine that's years. it <laughs> He's got his That's friends great. with him. Yep. He, he brought Alex Romanov as his plus one to the awards. Like, <laughs> could, this, could right. this guy be more endearing? I don't know. Like, I just don't it's know. Great. Just, it's great. But yeah. So, um, you know, we didn't get in depth on all the signings, but I'll put the NHL's list in the, uh, the article here. So you can look at everything. There are some guys that are all over the place. Van Riemsdyk went to the Bruins and uh, Michael Bunting signed with the Hurricanes and uh, Lars Eller signed with the Penguins. Again, seems like a lot of deck chairs being moved around. Uh, and, um, you know, teams more or less stayed the same, uh, including the Islanders. But in their case, they locked up a Vezina <laughs> caliber goalie for the next decade. So there you go. Uh, okay. Uh, we're going to wrap this up uh, in, a, in a minute. And uh, as I said, you know, recently on another podcast, this is basically going to be our last episode for the main feed, barring a trade or anything. Uh, so if we do do one of those, we can just get all that stuff out of the way uh, right now, uh, sort of acting as if this is the final episode. So just bear with me for another couple of minutes because we got a couple of announcements here. So thank you all so much for listening this year. We really appreciate it. Uh, we have a very cool and a very supportive and a very loyal listenership, and we could not be more grateful and thankful for that. Uh, we always have a lot of fun. I mean, these these times go by super quickly for us, and then before you know it, blink in an hour and 45 minutes have gone by and we've been talking about uh you know the islanders are making fun of tsn or whatever so so we have a great time we'll be back next year 
Uh, thank you so much to everybody for listening to Weird Islanders as well. Uh, we put out an episode last Friday, our season finale of that, and we talked with Greg Picker, the Islanders radio color commentator, about Kip Miller, who we discussed perhaps being one of the most important Islanders of all time, which is kind of nuts, but you know, <laughs> listen to the episode because uh, Greg makes a really good point. We're so thankful for Greg to coming on. It was so great for him. He had, we had so much fun. He's a super nice guy. Uh, I feel a little bit bad. We put it out on a holiday weekend. It didn't occur to me <laughs> until it went out that, oh man, people are like getting out of work and driving someplace. So uh, if you, in case you missed it, please go back and listen to it because uh, it was actually a lot of fun. And again, it's our season finale. We'll be back next year with a whole bunch more. We also put out uh, the audio version uh, on the main feed of our draft live stream. We did a live stream of the first round of the draft. Uh, if you, the audio version has already been out. The video version is over at the Patreon. So if you want to see us talking about this, you can do that. It's like three hours long. I didn't cut it or anything, but, uh, but we had a good time and uh, we're hoping to do more live video stuff over the course of next year. We, we get the right stream and the, you know, right. Uh, on TV, we could do. It. We had a great time. I mean, I was a little bit shocked <laughs> how much fun we had, but uh, making fun of guys' suits, making fun of other teams, uh, it, it was great. So check it out. Uh, what else? Okay, so that's this is going to be it for this season for us. Again, if we have to come back, we'll, we'll do a whole episode and get get that out there. But if you want to have more stuff from us and about the Islanders, you got you have to go sign up at the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Islanders Anxiety. We're going to have new content every week, so you're not going to miss anything if you want to get it going. Uh, you can sign up there, whether it's in a written article, whether it's a podcast. There will be stuff every week. We're doing the mailbag episodes. We're doing Country Club Atmosphere, and uh, we're doing Islanders Award Winner Season 2, Early Access, starting on August the 1st. Uh, Patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. Check out VintageIceHockey.com. Check out the Pinot Project. Uh, read Lighthouse Hockey every single day, obviously. Uh, I wish I knew what SB Nation's plan for Lighthouse Hockey was this year and the other hockey blogs, the other five that are still remaining, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, enjoy the Country Club Atmosphere free episode coming out this Thursday. Uh, you know, it's about the Real Housewives spinoff Vanderpump Rules. We had a lot of fun. So just uh, <laughs> it was great. And that's what Country Club Atmosphere is all about. It's our non-hockey podcast. Um, that's it, I guess. Uh, thanks again. And we'll be back again next year. Mike, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh, the Big Lebowski uh, with, with two E's and, um, yeah, echoing what you said. Um, I, I think that uh, this past season, perhaps more than any other, uh, this has, I, th- I feel like to do the podcast has been, it's been as much fun as it's ever been mm. because, um, first of all, the, the season was just, out of a different universe, a different era. I felt, and it felt like it occurred in the dark ages while the rest of the right. NHL was in 2023. And we're like writing with sc- scrolls and trying to be like, look what's going on over here. <laughs> we're dealing with some weird shit. Yeah. Um, so that, that was helpful. But it also, I think it was because I, I, I've, the, uh, I've started. I've heard from so many people throughout this year, um, listeners, and talk, and now talking to them uh, on Twitter or wherever. Uh, and like I said, like that's the best form of Islanders content is these kind of conversations, and and you mm. you really get uh, an appreciation for 
the folks who listen to this podcast through those conversations too, because I'm just like these, you know, everyone I talk to, I'm like, these people get it. Um, I like to think that I get it. I know you get it. And uh, we're kind of all in this together through our own fault. Like we're all, <laughs> we did this to ourselves yeah. and we all have to come to grips with that uh, on our own. Uh, but it helps to, to come to grips with the fact that you, this team ruins your life or very rarely adds to it. Um, mm-hmm. And you can so easily just put it down forever and never come back to it. Um, but you can't at the same time and, and talking to people or listening to people talk about that is kind of what gets you through it. So um, this, this year has been so much, the season has been so much fun. It's always fun. Yeah. Like, of course, like we're 250 some episodes into this. <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah, if it wasn't fun, we'd, we have a whole host of problems besides just being too, losers who who watch the <laughs> islanders and complain yeah. about the nhl media um <laughs> but it, it's been a lot of fun just because i've heard from from so many folks who listen to the podcast and appreciate the podcast for for what it is and uh people who subscribed and to the patreon and hearing people who have said that it was a no-brainer just because mm-hmm. the the podcast has uh been been there for them in times of islander darkness or confusion and it was a way of saying thank you for the you know 230 plus episodes that we had put out before uh, putting up the the patreon which uh, of course came to be because we had a lucy in the football moment ourselves (laughs) um so yeah no i i do i i genuinely uh appreciate the uh the people who listen to this podcast because uh, I think, yeah, like it's just, it's such a, it's such a good group of an interactive, smart, clever, hilarious. They were some funny ass shit being yeah. said in that uh, playback yeah. draft thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm reading, I'm just, these, some of these fucking people are so clever. Yeah. We had um, a good time. Yeah. We read yeah. comments and stuff. Yeah. And it was, it yeah. was like 40 people, I think. And just, yeah, there were just max, some, yeah. some absolute class clowns in there. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah thank no, you. Thank time. you for listening. And, uh, um, we'll see you again at our next season finale, which will be in a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and actually, yeah, I had, I had completely forgotten to, to mention, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, I hear I am always stumbling for the Patreon, but the response has been great. I mean, it's been up for what, six or seven months now and it's been great. And, we're hoping to grow a little bit more. And, and we said this at the end of the live stream, and I'll say it here too. Uh, if there's something that you think you you want to hear from us or, or see from us, you know, let us know. You guys know where to reach us, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on, uh, G, you know, an email, or if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can get us through DMs there. And if you have an idea like, hey, well, you know, would you guys do this or something like that? Make no guarantees that we would do that. But we're, we're open for suggestions because... You know, this is what we like to do. This is our our fun time. So uh, we're we're like we're happy to hear that. And on that note, um, I am happy to say that wheels are in motion for perhaps our first ever live event uh, sometime next season. So we will have more details about that at some point. The conversations have been had. So hopefully we can make that happen. Hopefully we can get as many of you out to to that spot as possible, and uh, we can have a good time together uh, watching an Islanders game. So yeah. Uh, so from all of us. To all of you, follow Mike at the Big Lebowski. Read his work at Action Network. 
uh, obviously over the off season and uh, check out our Patreon for more. And uh, yeah, uh, if uh, if we have another one, we'll see if we, if we come back, then that means that the Islanders made a big trip. Yeah. But if we don't, uh, we'll see you next season. And uh, we will, uh, we'll talk to you again later. All right. Thanks for listening and uh, take care. Bye-bye.